What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, is Adam Ronis. Happy, uh, well, it's Monday for us. Uh, Tuesday, by the time you're listening to this. So happy Tuesday. What's going on, Adam? How are you? Doing well, man. Just uh, kind of weird with no basketball on. So, uh, but it gives me time to do some more uh, baseball prep, which... Uh, Obviously, drafts are coming up. Uh, I know we both have labor a week from Saturday, um, which seems very close. And I have tout wars two weeks from tomorrow. So drafts are upon us. Oh, yeah. And TGFBI starts on Monday, a week from today. Oh, man. Look at that. Before you know, we're, we're fully we're, we're fully integrated back into baseball. Unreal. Unreal. I was just talking to uh, our friend Greg Ambrosius uh, from the uh, NFBC. Uh, talking about doing some uh, some BB tens and doing some uh, some draft champions. So um, yeah, all that stuff is going to be uh, man. It all happened so quickly, and I'll tell you what, man. The MLB owners and the uh, and the and the players met again today, and you know it, it had some positive movement. Obviously, you know it's not going to just be an overnight and there you go, but they're getting together regularly and and they do seem like they're hammering some stuff out um for the first time in a long time i i feel like we could conceivably start the season on time oh let's hope so um you know i guess anything positive at this point will take it and hopefully they feel the urgency knowing that uh they need to get this done asap in order to start the season on time and uh i think once that happens i think you'll really start to see some of the interest picked up. I know we all know fantasy baseball is just not as popular as it once was, but I just think that the contingent who do play are very hardcore and are, are salivating at the opportunity to, uh, I, I mean, cause I, I see these, at least the NFBC draft champions leagues, they are filling up quickly. I'm in my third one. I mean, they fill up quick. So the appetite is there. Now you could also say, well, it's only a small contingent that are doing it. Because uh, the ones that I've been in have had industry people in. I just started one, and Frank Stample from CBS is in that one. Um, so I think people are really excited to draft. Now, whether it's mainstream level, that's another question. Well, of the three that you've done, are there are there repeat opponents for you yet? Um, in the well, so I did two four hundreds and one one fifty. So. Uh, in the 400s is where you get like Matt Modica's in. It was in one Dalton Del Don from Yahoo. Um, uh, uh, Eric Heberling, who's like in all of them. He's not in the 150, though. But um, I think maybe, but they were not in both. Heberling, I think, was in both. He's in like every draft champions league in all the OCs. <laughs> he does a ton. It's amazing. I have no idea how he does fab during the season. Uh, but not too many ones. But, you know, I see, I know there's a lot of people who, who play in a lot. They just keep doing them, um, the draft champions league. So, um, I mean, I don't know, like, so my league, I finally got it up and running my whole league. There's three trades right now that are, that are active. Like there's already been since I opened it and I had to add, I think three new owners. Was it three or four? I think three, there's already been at least eight trades. So these guys are active. It's a keeper league. I, I probably met. There's one guy in there. Just he's insane. He just trades so damn much. It's like 
it's not even a high dollar league. He puts in so much work. I'm like, this is like, you must really love trading. It's not the entry fee is not high. And I know exactly what he does too. So he stocks. So he's trying to trade for minor leaguers now. And then he's getting all these expensive keepers. You can only keep five. So he's going to go in with five expensive keepers, maybe one cheap one. He might have Tatis cheap from uh, years past. And then he's going to basically spend on three or four players in the auction and then have like 15 $1 players and then trade throughout the year. Now he has won the league once he finished second last year, but that's so much damn work. Like, you know, basically he knows going in. All right. I'm, I have to work my ass off of this league. Who wants to do that, man? I like to trade, but I can't do that, man. I, I just, but Hey, if he has fun, that's what it's all about. Right. But he fucking puts in so much work. I get like, I've already got like five trade offers from him. My uh, my buddy Charlie is the exact same way. Like, I mean, he so we were in a in a keeper league and you could keep up to nine players. You know, we started we started two at every position with uh, with six outfielders and nine pitchers. So we had decent sized rosters. Right. So uh, the keeper structure, the way it was, was the first guy you could keep was free. Second guy will cost you uh, five. Next guy will cost you 10, then 15, then 20, then 25, then 30, then 30. You know, so you're 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 basically you're debating whether or not, you know, your eight, you know, your seventh or your eighth keeper is this guy, you know, is he worth, you know, like keeping a $35 guy, you know, with, you know, with, with all the others that you're paying. And so what he would do is he would he would keep nine. This is how he like came into the league, was that he was, you know, uh, you know, it was the second year of the league. Where he uh, he kept nine guys. He traded like a like a, a a fee in the first year, right? And then the next year he kept nine, um, and then he just did like one dollar like closers and middle relievers, um, and he would put all of his, all of his remaining bid money on one player, and then just dollar players all the rest of the way. And he did the exact same thing, and he just kept trading and trading and trading and trading the entire time. Uh, some people are built for that. I I'm not. I'm not really, I'm not that big of a trader. Um, you know, when it comes to it, I'll make, I'll be fine making like a tweak deal here or there, but like, I'm not about, you know, I'm not one of those guys that ends up piecing together like some like 10 player deal with somebody. Yeah. I mean, I don't trade a lot either. I've made some trades in Tau Wars. I don't think I made any last year. I have before. And in my home league, Usually is, you know, as we get towards the deadline and I'm usually in competition um, for first place, if I see a lot of the teams around me making moves that I that I do and I'll mortgage, you know, I had Wander Franco as a minor leaguer. I traded him. I think it was two years ago or I think it was two years ago. Um, I even had Tatis one year and I had to move him. I had to do it um, in order to win the league. Uh, so I, I, I will always go for the win. Uh, always. Uh, I do have Juan Soto very cheap that I did have as a minor leaguer. So I have him cheap and it's an OBP league, but I'm always going to go for the title. There was only one year that I was out of it that I rebuilt. Uh, only one. And this is since 2003. Um, so uh, I always expect to be in it. But yeah, I just it's just like when I'm telling I don't even want to count this guy's trades. He's probably already made since the, I opened it up a week or two ago, probably like five or six trades already. Like, it's just, I'm not exaggerating when I'm, 
like he must have made 60, 70 trades last year, and that might be low. I'm not sure. It's like every <laughs> fucking day. And someone was like, just fucking charge a transaction for a trade and, and it'll go down. And probably true. Like if I said, all right, it's $10 per trade. Oh, maybe he'd be like, ah, fuck it. I'll pay it. <laughs> no, nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. But it's just, it's too much to me. It's like you're doing, it's so much work, man. So much work. Um, It, it is a lot of work. It, it's definitely a lot of work. See, the funny thing is, is like, man, I, I mean, it's been so long since I've played, you know, with with my buddy Charlie. Um, you know, th this whole thing, this all took place. This was like before you were like, you know, emailing offers and stuff. You were still like, we were still in that stage where we were like talking deal on the phone. Or no one like, does that know, anymore. Nobody does that anymore. So there's no back and forth there on the phone. They don't do it that way. Um, and you know, it's, it's funny cause that's, that's one of the things, that's one of the camaraderie things about fantasy baseball that I do think that, that obviously that technology kills, right? Cause nobody has the time to sit there on the phone and talk or, you know, it's like how many times, you know, how many, how many opportunities do you really get to like go out and like have a beer with the guys and, and, you know, and talk trade the entire time and like get a deal done. We used to do that shit in the 90s all the time. It was great. It was tons of fun. Now it's like it's strictly email and 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 text. Nobody wants to talk. Yeah, it's true. Um it's just and I, think it's made it. us, I think it's made people it's it's made me less productive about trades. Like I'm less inclined to talk deal with somebody if I can't like have a uh, you know like a, just at least a a little bit of a back and forth then it's not just, you know, this email, you know, it's like you send an email and then like, you know, two days later he gets back to you like, oh, I'm already thinking past that deal two days later. It also doesn't help that we really haven't had live drafts the last couple of years. It looked like we were heading that way this year with labor and that's not happening. Tout obviously changed theirs a couple of weeks ago. So NFBC is still doing live events in person, but, um, you know, the live drafts have just really diminished i mean shit we haven't done a live draft for baseball since 2020 man at least industry wise yeah that's you know listen that that was a, that was my complaint about fsga like bring back the live draft we were how could we not have the live draft there is it because and a lot of the participants weren't there that's has to be it right they probably looked at it and said well let's look at a participant oh shit no one's here yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'm sure you could, you know, listen, the FSGA is doing like a number of different leagues, right? You yeah. got like so five just do different it, leagues. Just find out. You just be like, you know what? Who's here? Who wants in? All right. We're going to do a draft. Even if it's 12 team league. Yeah, Everyone's forget, here. Let's do it. Forget about the whole like, you know, the Champions League and the B League and the C League and the N National League and the, whatever it is. Like, you know, forget that. If you're at the conference you have an, and you want to draft, you should be allowed to to you know participate and you know just like if there are too many people there for a 14 teamer then you just then you run it lottery style right right throw fucking names into a hat if you get picked great if you didn't so be it but at least you know yeah like ah dude i missed the live draft so much especially the auction man like you need the auction live just you know hearing people's inflection looking at their body language you know, you can tell who wants someone a lot of times, you know, you've been in a labor and tell for a while, probably with the same group. So, you know, the tells, I mean, for me, 
Um, my first year in labor was in 2020. So that's the first time I was with that group. Um, so, you know, I didn't really know everyone that well, but it's always, it's always good to do it in person, man. You could just, there's things you see. And I've sat in on AL and NL and looked around and, you know, especially covering it on the radio, you know what a lot of people are going to do. Like we know Lady Melnick's not going to pay for a closer, right? Larry Schechter is going to stick to his values. He won't go, you know what I mean? It becomes like a home league. It does become like a home league. <sighs> when was the last time that you did like a, a a live a live draft? Like not not an industry one, like a home league live draft. Oh, for baseball? Yeah. Um, football. Oh, you know what? I mean, listen, I don't care football too. I mean, football wasn't. Um, I, my home leagues, we don't, we don't do in person just because I have people across the country. So for my baseball auction league that I was talking about, we did have it in person. Um, but it was tough to, to get everyone. So I just said, all right, we're going to do it online. Um, uh, I guess my friend's job, we used to have it in person. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess football, mostly it's, Mostly industry leagues or NFFC or NFBC. Yeah, because I don't do my home leagues in, in person. But I mean, usually there's a few every year. But uh, this year for baseball, it looks like none. Holy shit. Yeah, because I was going to go do labor. And that's not that's online. Uh, my tout is mixed league online anyway. Um, I haven't even decided on the GST yet. I got to talk to Chris. Uh, probably that would be good to do this week to figure out if we're doing that. And that would be online. We don't do that in person. Um, so, yeah, I don't even think I'm going to do one baseball league in person this year. Oh. Are you doing bar? You do barf in person still? You're going to do yeah, that? We, yeah, we've, we've done. We, you know, I mean, we haven't done it live for the last two years, obviously. But, I mean, that was yeah, the barf league is probably the uh, the last live one. But, they, again, that, that's. That's an industry league. And I, I'm like, I'm thinking about it. It's like, man, I haven't done, I haven't done a, a live draft with, you know, in, in like a friends and family or a friends league since 2005 or six, 2005. Like right before I left New York. That's a bummer, man. That's a long it's a long time to go without a home league draft. I might have to like, ah, the farmers here at Half Moon Bay don't go for it. They don't know. They don't know. And then they're all in bed early. They're all in bed before the games even start out here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, like, I, man, I remember, like, we would sit there, um, in, in, you know. My primary home league, the one where you, you know, with my buddy Charlie, where you can keep up to nine guys. I remember we used to sit there. It would be like wherever, wherever Deborah, my wife, was working at the time. Like they would, you know, usually if it's, you know, they're live music venues and they're not open on Sundays or they're not open Sundays during the day. And that's what we would do. It'd be like Sunday afternoon. We would do it like noon. Right. And then we would just we would have the draft there for a couple of hours and write the teams out on like giant pieces of oak tag to be able to walk around, see what everybody else needs before your next round of blind bidding. Now, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously always, it's always good to do a draft in person, man. It's just so much fun. I mean, uh, I've done the NFBC auction a couple of times in person. Just so much fun, man. 
You know what I was thinking about doing? I probably shouldn't use it on the podcast because there's probably like a you know, a good way to monetize this. But, you know, with, with all the VR that's going on right now, like why wouldn't you host a live auction via virtual reality? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it could work. I mean, everybody in the league, everybody in the league buys themselves their own like Oculus and you end up you're you're at a table. You can bid right then and there. You just kind of, you know, you you work it out. You set it up like as as live of a draft as you could possibly have. Do you have to be dressed for this? No, Adam, that's the beauty of it is that you can sit there (laughs) butt ass naked wearing just your, your Oculus things and you could be in the virtual world. Wearing a tuxedo. Okay, there you go. Right? How about we do that? See, need a sponsor here for this one, Adam. That we start a league. We do a high stakes league, right? And it's by invitation only. And the way you know that you're in the league is that you receive a pair of Oculus glasses. We mail them to you. You get them, and you're committing to that league, and you're committing to the draft every year, and you know, you're going to make it happen. You do it like that. And it's like, uh, you know, then, then all of a sudden everybody wants to be in that league. But, you know, then there's no turnover because it's such a great fucking idea. No? Yeah. Work, yeah, work on it. Do it. You want in on that? Yeah. The Bronus League? Virtual oh. reality nonstop? Why the Bronus? Bender and Ronus. Oh, okay. Why yeah, would you think? Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll come up with something. I'm sure someone. We have a lot of creative people out there. I'm sure they can come up with a creative name. Yes, I'm sure they could come up with a creative name. Uh, you, you know, I'll tell you what, man. If you uh, if you've got a creative name at Adam Rodas at Roto Buzz Guy hashtag anti up. What should be the name of that league? Ooh, I'm telling you, man. I think that it, it could be something. Could be something. Um, we'll discuss more on the other side of uh, this commercial break uh, because we got to say hi to our sponsors. We'll do it right after this. Man, I tell you, Adam, the, the wheels are turning here. I think if we started a, a, an industry, you, know, you, you could actually kind of start this as an industry league sort of a thing. And then, uh, and then just, you know, only the best of the best in the industry, according to Bender and Ronas, get invited. Then everybody wants to be a part of it. And then they then they all question themselves, why didn't I get chosen? Why? Why? And they get and they feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Then they then they like then you start then, a second league and then you gotta I don't know. No, 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 Just no. One? You don't you don't water it down. What are you are you are you a secret millennial? No, I'm not. You know this shit. I hate fucking rewarding money for eighth place. Well, then why in the world would you throw such a fancy like idea at me? My bad. Starting yeah. another My bad. That's that was definitely terrible. Scratch oh. that. Oh, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, everybody does. Listen, I love the work that Scott Fish puts in. And I love the work that that Justin Mason puts in. But I would I would like shoot myself in the fucking head trying to run like that kind of a, a an operation. Right. Like. The leagues where everybody wants to be in. So now you've got like, you know, 40 different leagues that you're that you're monitoring. And yeah, it's all going for cherry. And that's all 
well and good, and I love that. But the work that goes in for fucking Scott Fish or Justin Mason, that to me, dude, that's I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, man, those leagues are just ridiculously large, man. I mean, I'm a commissioner of usually two leagues per season, and man, it's it's not difficult. But I'm just saying, like, you gotta get everyone. Make sure they can make the draft on the right date. Are you in? Are you out? You know, it's just, it can be a pain sometimes. It's a pain most of the time. Most of the time. But see, that's the thing, though, is that, you know, I'm not going to, it's not going to spill into that. Like, you know, maybe it starts off as like a baseball league and a football league, but we keep it to the minimum. We keep it. It's, it's the exclusivity. That makes it so appealing. Right? I don't necessarily want to be an elitist, Adam, but I feel like why should why why shouldn't we? Yeah, and it just makes it more prestigious. I feel like it does make it more prestigious as well. All right. I'm gonna have to find out. I'm gonna have to get some uh work work the sponsorships here uh with our friends over at like Oculus or something like that, uh, and make it happen. Um, Adam, before we uh, depart and both stuff our faces with food, because I know I'm starving and uh, I believe you are a little hungry, too. I got to just ask the question here because it keeps coming up over and over again. And, you know, we obviously had the FSGA conference. And so, you know, you talk to all sorts of different people and data providers and all sorts of stuff there. Are we... Are we wait? Are we really going to end up wasting our time with the the USFL and the XFL? Like, what is it about this constant need to ignore every failed NF any failed football league in the past? Like, why do we suddenly think that this is going to be good? I don't know. I'll just say from my perspective, I have no interest in it at all. Um, you're talking. Well, you're right. Fan- you're right. You're, you're right. The waiver wire article, Adam. You're talking from a fantasy perspective, correct? Yeah, of course I'm talking. Listen, I think it it fails miserably as both fantasy and reality. Yeah, I have no interest. Now, again, uh, maybe for the people who only do football, they are interested. I'm not. I have way too much other shit to do. I'm so invested in the NBA and betting that takes time. I'm preparing for fantasy baseball right now. So those two things alone, I have plenty of shit to do. So I have no time to take on those leagues. I'm just not interested. I think it's more the people who are, I think, only do football. I truly believe that. And they're, you know, they get bored and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we have the combine, the NFL draft, but I miss fantasy. And they're already doing best ball drafts for next year, which... I find crazy, but again, if you only <laughs> no, I, if you only do football and that's all you do, I get it to a certain extent because yes, you can get great value now, but it's like I can't do it right now. I I usually start best ball for football in May, usually after the NFL draft, because again, it's my job, it's my career, so I'll do it. But I have absolutely zero interest in the USFL. None at all. I just don't because there's other things for me to do. And even if baseball is pushed back, I'm still going to have the NBA. Um, And I don't follow the NHL as much, even though I see my Rangers doing well, but I'd rather watch that. Playoff hockey is phenomenal. So 
I just don't have the bandwidth to do it. I understand the other people that only do football. They're probably excited for it, right? I have zero interest. Zero. I have zero interest in, uh, as well. The only way, you know, and, and 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 Bowden and I were talking about this on the Fantasy Alarm show, and and he uh, he made a he made a great point. The only way I have any interest is if there is a deal in place that these alternative football leagues, these spring football leagues, had some sort of a player development deal with the NFL, right? Like if if you could call it like a minor league system, basically, for the NFL. Because, you know, he made a good point. He's like, you know, listen, you got, you've got the guy who, you know, who's the, an offensive tackle for Alabama, uh, but he was, he was playing behind, you know, a, a, a guy who was drafted in the second round of the NFL, right? Like all of a sudden. So he's a guy who, you know, maybe with a little bit of extra development could find his way into – the NFL, but we don't even have that like right now. Like right now, the deal that's in place between the XFL and the NFL is they're going to try out new rules. They're going to try out new equipment. Um, and there was one other thing they were talking about, but they were very specific to say that there are there is there are no de- player developmental deals between the NFL and these are. And so what that means is that you are the basically what you're getting is just a shit product. You know, it's just, you're just, you're getting, you're getting the, the also rans, the has beens, the never was, you're getting all of that wrapped up into, into one league. And, you know, it's, you know, to me, there's just, to, to me, it shows that there's just no, you're, you're not looking at a quality product on the field. So what the fuck are people going to watch? Why would you rather, would you really rather watch a shittily, you know, a shittily played? A really bad, poorly played um, football game, or or like you said, or an NHL game, right at the professional level. I have no interest in watching shitty football. I have a hard enough time when NFL players make stupid mistakes. Now you're gonna give me fucking you know eleven guys on each side of the field all making stupid mistakes. It's nothing, nothing for me. Yeah, I mean, again, I understand there's a thirst for football, but again, it's got to be quality. I mean, we see a lot of bad play in the NFL. We still watch it, obviously, due to fantasy and sports betting. But to me, there's enough things going on uh, that I have enough to and and look. And I know people listening. Well, I don't watch NBA or baseball. Okay, fine. Then maybe this is for you. It's not for me. It's not for me either. It's not for me. And I don't want to. I'm like dreading. I'm dreading now that we've had the 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 conference. I'm dreading the uh, the 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 staff meeting now, where we uh, start discussing certain things and whether or not um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, dabble in that. That's gonna be um, yeah. I just bleh. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I already start. We started like new series up on Fantasy Alarm. I'm doing a um, you know, top unsigned free agents by position. For baseball, because once once they do come to an agreement, we're going to see like a crazy whirlwind of activity. Like it's going to be, you know, they're going to come to an agreement and then 150 players are going to sign and we're going to get a ton of trade rumors and trade talk and trades happening kind of a thing there as well. So it's it's all going to be going. So I'm doing this article series here 
and uh, and just kind of like, and then all of a sudden, then the position, the positional breakdowns for the draft guide, they start rolling out. So like, you know, we're already like smack dab here in the middle of, you know, dealing with everything baseball. And then, you know what, we've got some football coverage already for NFL. We got the guys already starting the team needs articles and, and the dynasty rankings are going to be popping up again. And, you know, uh, you know, we've got top, you know, top free agent articles being written out. A shout out to Britt Flynn, new uh, new content provider here for FantasyAlarm.com. Uh, she does a, a sick job. I read some of her stuff; it's fantastic. So happy to bring her on board. But you know, it's like we're gonna we're gonna be splattered with MLB and NFL content still throughout the off season. Who the fuck wants the USFL or the XFL? Maybe if you're a professional wrestling fan, you're hoping that you know the Rock's venture here will be successful, but. It ain't for me, Adam. It ain't for me. But I will. Uh, I'll put you down for the waiver wire article. No, for USFL. There you go. Yeah, wrote that okay. down. That's in. That's in your blood. Also, I stole some of that when you were uh, sleeping in Vegas. Um, I guess I had a lot of stuff stolen from me then when I was sleeping in Vegas. Oh, your dignity, your virginity. Yeah. That was taken a long time ago. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Seriously? Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. So good. I'm glad we're on the same page. That way, when the uh, when the higher ups come, I can just turn them your way and just be like, listen to Adam. Adam will tell you. Don't just don't take my word for how shitty it's going to be. Listen to Adam, too. And uh, and hopefully we'll uh, the, everybody will come to their senses and we won't be dealing with it. Um, all right. Well. Let's uh, let's let Adam get some food. Let's let Howard get some food. If I don't eat something fast, I'm going to die. Uh, nobody wants that. I don't need my body to start eating itself. Although maybe that is a good little weight loss plan. But that's for another time here. Adam, any final thoughts, any final words or wisdom for anybody? Um, no, I'll just say Shaq gave a good speech Sunday night. I retweeted it. So check that out. He was they thanked a lot of people, man. And uh, it was really off the top. Uh, um, you know, I thought it was very good. So I retweeted it. Um, was, he like, was he like elected to the Hall of Fame or something? No, they honored like the top 75 players in the NBA at halftime of the All-Star game. So hmm. uh, it was pretty good. And the All-Star game was actually pretty good, too, man. At least the end. Like they were playing pretty hard the last few minutes. And Steph Curry went crazy at 48, hit 16 threes and won the MVP. Then why'd they give the MVP to Seth Curry? Steph Curry got it. Seth Curry? No, Steph. Steph Seth's his brother, though, right? Yeah, he wasn't in the All-Star game. Was he hurt? He, Seth Curry? No, he's not an All-Star. <laughs> he was a good pickup by Brooklyn. He was a good pickup by Brooklyn. I don't necessarily know if that warrants MVP status for him, but no. they gave him the award anyway. They did not. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I saw S. Curry as the uh, as the MVP. Yes, that would be Steph Curry from Golden State. Are you saying Steph or Steph? Steph from Golden State. Must be. I was... Yeah, I know. Something's wrong with your headset. Your hearing. You need to get food now. Your eardrums are. Uh... <laughs> They're about to burst. All right. Before I completely aggravate Adam, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, liking, and subscribing. For Adam Rodas. I'm Howard Better. This has been Andy Up, and we'll catch you next time.